that uh, Graham Watson, who is the Chairman of the Elders, is going to be opening up God's Word to us before we go into prayer. Thank you, Graham. On these uh, church at prayer evenings uh, at the moment, we are looking at what is Jesus doing now? And this week, we look at ruling. What does it mean to rule? Who rules us? Can you name your head of state? Probably. Or the prime minister? Or your MP? Or your MSPs? Or your councillor? Who's responsible for what? And who's in charge when they go on holiday? Paul, when he's writing to the Ephesians, tells us that right now, right here, Jesus is ruling. If you have a Bible to hand, turn to uh, Ephesians chapter 1. We're going to concentrate on uh, verse 22, but let's put it in context, and I'm going to read from verse 15. Page 1173, if you're using a Pew Bible. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body. The fullness of him who fills everything in every way. What is Jesus doing now? He's ruling. He's seated at God's right hand. He has all things under his feet and he is head over everything for the church. Now verse 22 forms just a few words of this lengthy prayer of Paul for the Ephesians. All one sentence in the original Greek. Paul is praying that they may know God better. This is a prayer of encouragement, a prayer of exhortation for the Ephesians. Know what God has done for you. He has raised Jesus from the dead. Know what God is doing for you now. He has placed all things under Jesus' feet. He has given him to be head over everything for the church. Well, what does it mean first for Jesus to have everything under his feet? Well, first, it reinforces his humanity. 
In Genesis 1, God says to Adam, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves on the ground. In Psalm 8, David says, you made him ruler over the works of your hands. You put everything under his feet. What God established for humankind, what Adam failed to do, Jesus has been appointed by God to do now. The perfect man in fulfillment of the original God-given mandate. So it reinforces Jesus' humanity, but it also, secondly, establishes his deity. Jesus is not just the perfect man. He is God incarnate. When the psalmist says, you made him ruler over the works of your hands, we remember that it was through Jesus that everything was made. Without him, nothing that has been made was made. The one through whom all things were made now has everything under his feet. What does it mean for us now? What does it mean for us on a day-to-day basis that Jesus has everything under his feet? Well, let me suggest two things. First, if everything is under Jesus' feet, then that includes us. We are part of the created order over which Jesus rules. Remember that Paul was writing this as an encouragement to the Ephesians. He wanted them to know God better, and part of knowing God better was knowing that Jesus is ruling now. This prayer should encourage us. Everything is under Jesus' infallible, sovereign rule. And I wonder how far we live like that. I wonder how far I live like that. Everything is under his feet. Will we be anxious about what tomorrow brings? No, because it is under Jesus' feet. Will we choose to praise God in the most difficult of circumstances? Yes, because it is under Jesus' feet. And this is also an opportunity for us to witness to our friends, to our families, to our colleagues, to our neighbors. Do they see that we have peace because we live in the light of the knowledge that everything is under Jesus' feet? Are we commending Jesus' loving rule to them by the way we display it in our lives? So this is an encouragement to us, but it's also a challenge. Paul talks in verse 19 of the incomparably great power for who? For us who believe. Well, what then of those who don't believe? In Philippians, Paul reminds us that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, every tongue confess that he is Lord. We have to be working, we have to be striving, we have to have Jesus' words on our lips that others may hear and confess that he is Lord now and know them, know him as their savior and not later as their judge. So Jesus has everything under his feet and he is head over everything for the church. 
Well, what does it mean that Jesus is head over everything for the church? Notice first that God put him there. God appointed him to be our head. We don't have an earthly fallible head. We don't have a head who's going to die and be replaced. We don't have a head whose replacement is going to take a different view or lead us in a different direction. We have a head who is eternal, never changing, who is sinless, who is all-knowing. We could go on and on and on. Jesus not only lived the perfect life, he not only died for our sins. He not only was raised to life, but he now rules as head of our church. How could we possibly have any other head? He is our cornerstone, our foundation. Our church is built upon him. All that we are and all that we do is founded on him. He is head of our teaching. It is his message that we preach. He is head of our pastoral care. It is his comfort that we want to bring. He is head of our praying. It is through him we pray. It is in the knowledge that he intercedes for us that we pray. He is head of our mission. He is head of our outreach. It is his command that we follow. It is his gospel that we teach. And as head of the church, as head of this body, so we are united with him. We have the privilege of being the arms, the legs, the hands, the feet, the voice. With our God-given talents, each in our God-appointed role, we serve as part, of the head, uh, as part of the body under Jesus' headship. As we care for one another, as we invite a friend to Christianity Explored, as we pray for the Lord's work, we do it all under his headship. And what a privilege it is for us to know that God has chosen to work through his church. We know how weak we are. We know how we fail. But God uses us under the headship of Jesus. And because all things are under his feet, we know that his will will be done. Thank you, Graham.